What's going on, everybody, and welcome on back to the podcast. Today, I've got a pretty special guest. I have Mr. Cameron Smith, who plays for the Minnesota Vikings and has an obsession and a deep passion for waterfowl and waterfowl photography. Cameron has just stepped onto the scene and become one hell of a photographer, I'd have to say myself. Now, if you guys go ahead and go check him out on Instagram, you can follow him at cameron.smith.photo. He's got some pretty good pictures coming up, and I'll tell you what, they're probably only going to get better. Um, anyways, hope you all enjoy this episode as much as I did, and welcome back to The Hunting Outlier. Here we go. just hit record so um yeah man go ahead introduce yourself let everybody know who you are um my name's cam um cam smith i went to granite Valley school from sacramento um currently living six months in minneapolis and six months back at home um and yeah just trying to fill my day with activities yeah that's killer so uh Man, we met around a campfire at the end of the year at the Frog Pond at the Duck Club. And, uh, dude, it, it seems like you have a, a serious passion for waterfowl and waterfowl photography. So um, how'd you get into hunting? Have you always hunted your whole entire life or how'd that all come um, together? Yeah, I wanted to. I've been wanting to hunt since I was a kid. And I just didn't really have my grandpa hunted when hunted a bunch. And um, and then he died when I was pretty uh, pretty young. And, and then through high school, I just kind of, uh, people who know me know that I've always had like, um, I mean, some would say almost like just mixed to an extreme, like personalities. I've always been interested in so many different things. Um, and, and hunting kind of came into one in like my sophomore or junior year. Uh, I started hung, hanging out with a buddy of mine, uh, Dakota Burley, a bunch. And, and then I ended up getting my um finishing my safety course like early on in high school and then um started hunting and because of you know, i played football at usc and because i spent so much time in los angeles like i just didn't really get to hunt as much as i wanted to so um you know i we i jet up jet up north any break that i had whether it was a bye week or you know we play on a friday or um and then i'd always be able to hunt late season goose and usually um the last bit of of uh of january so um yeah it's been something that's i i try and i try and get done as much as i can but uh sometimes it's you know my time is just not always as available so um but yeah back with photography i i you know it's been people have been talking about how the 2020 um waterfall season has seemed like the the biggest growth in in waterfowl photography and what and uh and like you know whether it's that or videography just like everyone's doing a lot of this um you know trying to capture their hunts and 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 videos or and and photography so um but i started picking it up like three three and a half years ago um you know just some big inspirations kind of coming across my media feed now but um you know it was just something that i thought was super cool and and um, I kind of always was into it, but it's, but to me, I don't know how, you know, other people are, but technology doesn't really come that easy to me. I'm kind of a, I'm a guy that's got to research and read and watch videos and, and just doesn't just like click to me. So, um, I spent like two years really kind of just like, it was on the, on the, on the back burner, like, oh, I would bring my camera out if I, thought about it and you know i'd take some average shots and not really know how to work lightroom and and how to edit it or anything and then i just started looking um looking on instagram instagram is is a big social media in general is just is just it's become so huge and 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 being able to see 
uh, photographers and kind of their work that they do. And it's kind of more of an inspiration to me and um, slowly trying to figure out my, my niche and what my style is. And, and, but a lot of it comes from what other people are doing and, and, um, and then, yeah, so it's you know, more and more, I, I, I've kind of created it to be more of a, less of a, just a passion and more of like, it's kind of what I want to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting, man. Cause usually I talk to a lot of guys who get into waterfowl photography and typically, you know, they all started out hunting at a younger age and then just kind of fell into it, man. And, um, it seems like you kind of got into it later on in your life, which is pretty sweet. <clears throat> There's a I've looked at a bunch of your images, dude, and it seems like one of the biggest things you're able to capture is just kind of like that raw emotion, you know, and um, I think a lot of people are kind of missing that in their photography, but I think you have a knack for that, dude, so I would definitely follow through with it. Yeah, thank you, man. That's, that's something that, you know, I, I, I'm very critical of myself and like my photography and stuff, and I, I constantly, I mean... Right now, I just I work out in the morning and I'm 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 free for the rest of the day. So a lot of my time is spent like analyzing my stuff or editing, and and I kind of sit back and really look at almost have like a weird way of looking at my stuff from like a different person's point of view. Like, what would somebody else think of this stuff? And and sometimes I do feel like um, you know I try not to be repetitive, but that's just that's that's that emotion and like the the. And like w w the end of the other individual that you're hunting with, like just trying to f like to capture those those moments that are exciting and, and tell a story through an image, like that's stuff that I thoroughly I, I enjoy. And sometimes I I do want to try and branch out a little bit more and do a little bit more, um, you know, bird shots and some more wildlife stuff. But it's just hard for me to to get away from doing the stuff that you know actually you get to see what hunters and, and, you know, how everyone else as a group hunts in different ways. So I think it's, it's definitely been a big part of me and I love, I love capturing dogs too. I think dogs are the, the best subjects out there because they're, they're always doing something cool. And, and, you know, it's crazy to see an animal with arguably more passion than, than, the, than the, their owner. I mean, they're, they're think about the, their moments spent, out there in the marsh or in a blind or whatever it is in the, in the timber it's like they're they're sitting there like as miserable as any like twice as miserable as the rest of us i mean they're soaking wet and they gotta swim it's you know it's freezing out there and and i just think it's so cool to to to, to see a good gun dog and 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 uh and capture it as well oh hell yeah no i i totally agree man i think having a dog is one of the key aspects to hunting and it's <clears throat> It kind of sucks because sometimes I, I might take my dog out and then I'll, typically I'll leave him here. But, uh, man, when when you don't have a dog and you're in the field, first off, you're probably going to lose a large portion of birds. And right. second off, man, it's just that it's, watching them work is um, I can't really put words to it. You know, it's just something something I think everybody needs to see. Um, well, exactly. And I think I think that there's so many other aspects of hunting that that there is to enjoy like you know i think pretty early on i figured out like you know I'm, i i wasn't the best shot i wasn't you know just an absolute killer so i was like trying to figure out you know everything else that i really enjoyed about hunting it was like you know calling up birds is is the coolest thing um and then and then watching dogs work is like a good dog you're just you constantly are just sitting there like memorize mesmerize like this is this is so much fun to to just watch he or she work and and yeah definitely a cool part yeah so uh what kind of camera are you rocking uh what kind of lens you know i've bounced around a bunch i started out on canon i got uh i got a 60 mark ii uh just i just kind of did a little bit of research and, and figured out um that was the best for what i was trying to do and then realized this is not what i wanting a camera and so i bumped over to sony because sony's been putting out a bunch of stuff and and um and i've kind of f felt like that was going to be where i was in the in the long haul was with sony and and i shot sony for about a year and and really you know 
not a knock on Sony or t- to anybody else that shoots it. I just didn't really have that much fun with it. The menu system was was kind of weird. Like the holding, I have pretty large hands, so holding that smaller mirrorless camera was just kind of not all that comfortable. And um, you know, sometimes I still look back at Sony and, and think like, wow, they they constantly are putting out new bodies and new lenses that I would love to be shooting. But um, I shoot Canon right now. I shoot an R6. Um, you know, they're the photography game is is you know, they're between Sony, Nikon, and, and and Canon, like they're just constantly competing with each other, trying to put out the new, the new best thing. And it's like so much fun to watch, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm, you know, you guys are just trying to take my money. Like it's all, you know, nothing you get of of quality is as cheap in the in the in the in the camera game. So, um, but yeah, I rock I rock a Canon right now. Um, you know, just. But, kind of bumped back over about six months ago and so slowly building my uh my lenses and and i do one another body but it's you know it's sometimes i just think like that's another piece to to have to work with and between managing that my shooting photography and shooting my gun and and um you know because it's i think it's different for some of those photographers that are out, out that are out there getting paid like this is this is what i'm here for i'm taking photos i don't even have my gun but still to me, it's like, I'm, you know, I do want to shoot and I, and I, and I want that part of it. Cause you know, hunting is when you're out there killing, it's, it's, you get that adrenaline that you really can't find anywhere else in my opinion. So, um, but, uh, yeah, big fan of, of what Canon's doing right now. And, um, hopefully just, you know, I think everything's kind of been slowed down because of this COVID stuff and, and, uh, all the shippings and stuff, but I'm sure they're going to start pumping it out pretty soon. I was going to ask you, man, which one do you like more the being behind the gun or being behind the camera? You know, I've, I've gotten to, this is the, um, this is the most I've hunted in the season, uh, just because my season was cut pretty short back in August. Um, I had open heart surgery. So I, so I got to, I came back, um, for Thanksgiving and I came back right after, um, right before Christmas and I've been here since. So I hunted over, you know, a month, month and a half long, which is really not that much, but it's a lot to me. And and I've hunted with a few different groups and a couple of different people. And they're like, I can't believe that you sit there and, you know, you'll be calling it ducks. And when they're finally ready to, you know, they're, they're, they're in the decoys, you grab your camera and, or you're, or you already have your camera in hand hand. and it's like, yeah, to me, because, you know, being still aspiring to be, like I said, this is something that I want to do. And what I've realized in the last six months is this is what I want to do when I'm done playing football is, is, is photography. And so, you know, for that and not being able to hunt as much, I got to kind of fill the content. So I grab my camera, I would say, eight times out of 10, um, because it's, it's something that I enjoy, um, more and kind of more so what I see myself doing. So, um, and, and at the same time, like I'm still trying to learn a bunch, so I, so I'm grabbing it and just, you know, getting the hang of continuing to get the hang of it and, and, uh, and just learn more. And I think the only thing, only way you can learn about that stuff is, is by doing it. So, um, yeah, definitely. I would probably say my camera any day. Dude, that's awesome. I, I always thought about taking a camera out, but man, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't have that self-restraint, you know, from putting the gun down yeah. and picking the camera up. I'm definitely one to kind of be behind the trigger. So, right. but that's, that's awesome, that. dude. Um, so you said you went out, you hunted a good amount. I mean, what was any hunt stick out to you this year? You know, you know the first three or four years, I, <laughs> a lot of people looked at me almost like a bat buck charm. It was I, you know, you look at some people and are like, man, you just got beginner's luck. Like they're shooting limits every time they go out, they have insane hunts. And mine was the exact opposite. I'd go out and, you know, a couple of my buddies would be like, it's getting hot. Like birds are here. And I'd come in and, and we'd shoot two or three. And I'm like, damn, like, this is, this is nothing what you guys are talking about. So, but this last year has been, has been great. I got to hunt in Missouri at Habitat Flats for a day, uh, two days. And, you know, that was that was for me probably the most memorable of the year just because, um, you know, I, I've hunted a little bit in Minnesota, but that was really my first time getting out of California. And, and, you know, we did shoot my first day we shot, um, we were out there, we sat there pretty much all day and it was 
I was kind of hoping to see, you know, the Mallards and, and to, to get that experience, but we shot a pretty mixed bag um, that first day. And the second day, then we, I mean, we crushed the Mallards and it was, it was, it was real cool. But I'd say those two days were something for me that was just like, you know, and that was, it was being around people that really like, you know, they're going to hunt their 60 days in, in Missouri, like in Missouri, Arkansas, they're going to hunt their 60 days every day. And like, that's my, that's their life. That's what they get paid to do. And, and that was the first time for me, like, I could do this for the rest of my life. Like, this is, this is the coolest thing ever and being around just the game at all times. Like it was, it was always about duck hunting. And so um, those two days really stuck out to me. And I think will stick out for the rest of my life because I made so many connections that, um, you know, I've, I've, you kind of find across social media throughout the entire hunting industry. So um, got to shake a bunch of cool people's hands and, and, uh, and yeah, I think those two days were, will stick out for me for a long time. Yeah, man. I, I, those hunts, like you say, stick out for the rest of your life. I've got a couple like that, man, and I don't think anything can surpass them whatsoever, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, dude, I totally agree. I think social media, I've met a lot of really cool guys just from sending them a message on Instagram, you know? Like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? How's your season? You know? And yeah. uh, now it seems like I've, I've known these guys for the past couple of years, you know? I've never met them in person. So super yep. interesting how social media can do that, man, and take you just take it to some amazing spots, you know? I think, yeah, I think it's cool how, and I think a lot of people are utilizing social media as like, let me see what the other states are doing. And, you know, and, and, and these, these states that are really starting to bloom and like, and, and because almost because of social media, because I'm sure before that you kind of, you know, being in California, you're like, you know, how's, how's Arkansas shooting? And you have, maybe you have a contact out there that can tell you or, or how's Oklahoma shooting. And, but now it's like, you can see all of that, especially through these, through these outfitter services. And, and, um, you know, you, when you get to watch videos and, and see pictures of, um, uh, of these different States, it's like, man, like all that does is make you want to go out there or, you know, visit these spots. And I think it's super cool. Cause it's, it, it just adds a whole different aspect to the hunting game that, that um i guess my only from what i can understand wasn't there before social media yeah what um i mean i'm i'm guessing you've hunted the rice here in california you've hunted the natural here in california um and you've hunted habitat flats what haven't you hunted in what what do you want to hunt what do you want to kind of just like those i always think that when you go to a new area and um especially because there's a lot of different uh there's a lot of different hunting scenarios out of state, especially outside of California. You know, you get the flooded timber of Arkansas, you get the dry cornfields, the flooded cornfields, the barley swaths, you know, you get the flooded timber down in Louisiana in the South, you get the red dirt mud in Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, what, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for most people on the West coast, the first thing that comes to mind is, Arkansas flooded timber. Um, uh, and I did get to hunt a flooded corn in Missouri and, and that was, that was super cool. I mean, the whole layout was just, and, and a lot of, weirdly, you know, a lot of that, a lot of where I want to hunt is strictly for photography. You know, I, I will turn down if someone says you want to go hunt the flooded rice or, um, or natural pond and I'm natural any day of the week, any day I will pick a natural pond. And I think, I think, like I said, a lot of it just has to do with the photography and like the environment and, and different backgrounds and stuff. Cause like you can only get so much from, from a rice field. It's like, I, I can't take the same picture over and over again. So, um, but I think all of those, you know, floated corn was, like I said, was super cool, but I think floated timbers is probably on, anybody who hasn't done it before is on their number one. And I think just, just the whole vibe of it. And, and um, it just seems like it'd be insane. So that's, that's definitely on my list. And I think, well, I plan on checking it off here in the next, probably next season. So um, yeah, definitely number one. Yeah, man. I dude, I couldn't agree more. Cause when you're out there in the rice field, you're like, Oh, look, there's another rice check. Look, another rice right. check, you know? Right. Being in the natural, especially like the refuges here in California, 
you know, you get a lot of, you get a lot of different, different little honey holes in there, you know, and that background drop in all your photos can definitely make or break depending where you are, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I've hunted a few rice clubs and I just feel like it's such an, you know, I don't know if it sounds bad. It just feels like it's such an old, old person way to hunt. Like, it's like, you know, I'm going to take my players or side by side out and, and walk out at six o'clock and, and be ready to shoot. It's like, I don't, I've, I think the, the best part about duck hunting is working for your ducks and, and, um, you know, putting in that effort and, and sitting in, sitting at the refuge check, check station at four o'clock and, you know, packing up and walking a mile and a half in your waders and, and getting, getting to the spot that you want with three other guys in there, you're, you know, you're trying to, to, to work them off your spot. And I think that's, that's, that's a blast to me. I mean, that's, that's all part of the game. And, um, so I, I would, yeah, I think it's, it, it is cool that in California you, you get that opportunity and the refuges just well for the most part. So it's, you know, it's, it's just people, different, uh, different people have different styles. Yeah, man. And the, there's a, it, it's, I think it's a unique aspect to California too, just kind of the system we have instilled and the whole refuge game could kind of, it could be mind blowing if you haven't done it before, you know, it could be super confusing, frustrating, all of the above, but there's definitely like that kind of a little bit of a love hate relationship for me personally about it. You know, I love the refuge. I love like you, you're talking about being able to go out there, find a nice little hole, work birds, break them down and then cut them up, you know? So, right. so yeah, yeah it's, it's refuges. I feel like are, you know, the people who know the refuges the best are the ones out there killing and, and, and you can easily, you're going to run into some people you wish weren't out there. I mean, there's definitely, I feel like some bad eggs at the refuge and it kind of brings in, um, a lot of different, you know, just not your, the favorite, your most favorite people to, to hunt around. But, you know, again, that kind of is what draws the excitement is like we on closing weekend, we, we had, a we walked out and, and, um, locked down our spot. And then a guy walks in and, and stands 72 yards away from us. And, you know, we got, we got kind of in a, in a little heated match right before shoot time. Like, dude, are you guys really going to stand right there? And, and in the end, we like ended up kind of building a line right around him and he watched us shoot 28 ducks right in front of his face. So, you know, it's like, there's still a game, you know, people are, it's still a competitive aspect of like, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I don't know why anyone would want to sit there anyway, but like, if that's what you're going to do, then not, you guys are going to watch the show then because you know, it's, I'm not, we're not going to be battling over birds where you could have easily just made a, a better decision and sat somewhere else. And I think it, to me, it was like the fiery aspect of like, you know, it's it brings a little adrenaline and, and makes the whole hunt more exciting. Have you ever, so, dude, I've had I've had plenty of times at the refuge doing that. Uh, you know, somebody somebody comes in, you know, 60, 70 yards from your swing. Have you ever just asked them to hunt? Just been like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, we're not going to do this. We're just going to hunt together. You know, that's I, – I feel like you can get that um, – I feel like it's always based off of how the, the person is. You know, if you if you can get a good feel off of them and, and someone worth, worth hunting over because it's, it's not – you know, I feel like, like I said, I feel like there's so many people that are on there that are like, I don't really know what's going on. And I think you can quickly tell about somebody who does and who's respectful of the game. He's just like, Hey, man, like, you know, maybe this is a spot I always hunt. Like, is there any way we could just work this together? And it's like, you know, I'm, if, if it's a, if it's a good day to shoot and we can shoot, uh, 35 instead of, you know, 28 or watch five people, watch five people shoot. Well, it's like, all right, like, be my guess. I don't, I don't care. Not, we, there's plenty of ducks for us to shoot out here, but you know, I think a guy who's not willing to, you know, to compensate or to kind of have that like somewhat of a team aspect. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to hunt with them. They're like, you know, it's, I think I would be willing to, yeah, for sure. I think it, it's, if it's going to make everyone else enjoy it and, have, and, and, you know, shoot their birds and be my guess, but I think you just get that vibe from somebody and and make your decision dude yeah yep yep that's kind of a 
one time at the refuge, I was in the line. I was, you know, I drew a reservation, and these guys in front of me, it was all free room, the guy in front of me. I go, hey, man, where are you guys going? He looks at me, he goes, our, our spot. And I go, that's great, dude. I know this refuge like the back of my hand. And yeah. Then, dude, sure as shit, they drove out of the parking lot. They parked. They did their thing, you know. Me and my two buddies came up. We got our shoot cards. We drove out. I walked, I walked into this pond, man. I looked up like 30 yards from me was decoys set up. And that same guy came out of the toolies. And I was like, this is why I was asking you where you were going. Cause I didn't want to have this happen. Yeah. And, and I, again, I think it just goes back to, cause that question, I feel like it's thrown around a lot. Like even when you're, if you walk out of the refuge for, and you have, and you have a limit of ducks in your car and people are walking back, um, like whether they were, um, they just want to hunt the afternoon or that's all they got on for or whatever. That's the first question they go, where'd you go? And where'd you sit? And it's like, you know, and I feel like that kind of question is like, I'm not going to tell you like find your own ducks. But when you, when you have a guy who's, I feel like just asking like, Hey, where are you going? So I know not to go there. Cause like you said, if you know the refuge, like the back of your hand, you're like, look, we might have the same spot. Like, just let me know so that you know, I, I'm not in your way. You're not in my way. And we, and we go different ways. And, and I think it, again, it just goes all off that feel and like almost look of, of, you know, how respectful somebody is and really how, like how much of a killer they are. Like you can look at somebody and be like, yeah, that guy kills ducks or not. Nah, he probably is, this is his third time at the refuge and he's has no clue what's going on. Yeah. So. No, I totally agree, man. It's crazy sometimes. So. But uh, real quick, dude, <clears throat> so you're big into waterfowl photography. Have you ever thought about doing big game? You mentioned that earlier as a possibility of it. Um, what's stopping you, dude? You know, I think I think really it comes down to, um, one, I don't necessarily feel like spending 20 grand on a lens. <laughs> And I know people, you know, there's a lot of different rentals that you can take and stuff like that. But a lot, and then I think also the time, like it's, um, you know, it's, it's best if you're, you know, you're out there for a week at a time or, you know, a couple of days at least at a time. And I don't feel like I necessarily have that time to be putting in. And I think, I think big game and, and just that wildlife more wildlife aspect of of my photography will come but it's like for me to go to to yellowstone or um or the grand tetons it's like you know that those are because not not everyone wants to see a dog with a duck a dead duck in its mouth or 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 hunting photos and it's like so and i get that and that's just kind of the opportunity that i have right now but people i mean there's people make a living off of um, whether, you know, whether it's like with a Nat Geo kind of mindset where you're taking, you know, you got a big uh, grizzly bear or something like that in Alaska. It's like, those are the photos that like a large population want to see. And so I look at that and I say, absolutely. That'll be a part of my game at one point when I, when I feel like, all right, I'm making money off of this, of this photography. So I'm more willing to spend because these, these these phenomenal lenses, these six hundred millimeter lenses are they're they're expensive. Like I mean, I'm talking twenty thousand dollars. It's like I'm not going to spend that money if if I have if it's just labeled as a hobby to me. You know, it's 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 just a lot of money to be spending for a shot that like you're gonna you and your close you know your friends and family are gonna see. It's like if I'm gonna take this photo, it better be a twenty thousand dollar photo, and I want everyone to see it. So. I think, you know, and it's something that you, I, when I start, I will, you know, I'll, it'll take some, you know, some, some experience and some, and some, some shots to get out there, but it's like, let me, give me a, a few more years for this so that I, so that I have, feel like it's more worthy and I'm, and I'm not just wasting my time and money yet. So I don't know. I think it definitely will come. Cause like I said, it's, it's, it's more appealing to everybody, but as of right now, I just it just doesn't really fit into my life um, as much makes because lot, of football. Yeah, makes a lot of sense, man. Especially like you just mentioned, football. It's got to be tough getting out during the fall, anyways, to try and take those shots to begin with. You know, so right. you and I recently talked, and you know, with the short amount of time 
that you have for waterfowl season specifically, I mean, imagine how many shots you're trying to get in such a condensed amount of time. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think what I'm really looking for right now is is almost uh, a mentor on to a certain extent. Like I need somebody, I want to learn the ropes from somebody. And um, like I, I'm a big, um, I'm a big fan of Brandon Fien. He's, you know, he's, he's out of, out of uh, Butte and he shoots, you know, his photography is top notch. And I think he's changed the game more than, than anybody else because, you know, he's at such a young age, he's really dominating and he's been work, working with, uh, he's working out of at Prairie Rock and, and Nebraska and, and shooting with, uh, forgive me if I mispronounce the name, but Jake Lawton dress. And, and he always talks about how much of a mentor he was and, and Eric still is. And it's like, to me, that's kind of what I want. And, and hunting with the guys that I do hunt with right now, it's like no one really else is all that into the photography game. So it's like, I'm kind of looking for somebody because that, that big, that big game or just anything you jump into kind of takes a learning curve. And it's like, I don't necessarily want to just go out there, you know, free for all by myself like hopefully you know hopefully i see something in a week that i'm here it's like i need i do kind of wish and want somebody who's like all right let's you know i can shoot with and we can take that you know the the photography stuff kind of comes as like a, a a team and it's it's more um exciting and to share it with other people so that's definitely what i'm looking for and and feel like that's a, a way for me to grow because it's you know it's like I said, the technology of it, it's just kind of, and like the, and the whole way around it is a little bit, it can be a little bit um, like intimidating at some point. Like it's, you just want somebody else to be like kind of showing you the ropes sometimes. Yeah. Yep. I told, I totally get it, dude. It, it could definitely be a big learning curve, you know, so give you a little step up, you know, it'd be probably be a good idea to have a mentor. So yeah. And I mean, like we talked about earlier with social media is out there, you know, probably just shoot a couple guys a message, you know, and see who responds and go from there pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, I've thought a lot about that just more. So like when football's done, like, all right, now I'm ready to really take this thing to the next level. Then, then I kind of try and jump on with somebody. But right now it's like, Hey, you want to be my mentor, but I can't work or be around you at all so it's i don't know it's just a hard <laughs> <that way. laughs> yeah that would suck man so, oh god just patience yeah. learn what i can now and and progress when it uh when it comes to editing uh is there a specific software you're running how do you go about editing your photos yeah i think that's that is the that's the biggest component of of photography because people don't realize like how much editing does go into some shots and and early on in my photography game I, I realized or somebody somebody I was reading somebody said there's not a single shot that you see on your day to day in your day-to-day life that isn't edited like to to an insane insane amount like you don't you don't just take a photo and, and you see in your in the back of your camera oh that's going to be on a magazine so the editing part of it has been probably the biggest learning curve. Lots of videos I'm running. I, I just, I'm on Lightroom right now, but I'm on my iPad, which is, you just, Lightroom mobile is not nearly the, you know, what Lightroom CC or Lightroom Classic is. It just doesn't have all of the, the software that people use. So, you know, I, I, I go every day. I, I swear every day. I, I think about trying to buy a laptop and and getting my getting that next level Lightroom on on because I just feel like there is so much more I can get done. And I've been doing a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm trying to learn a lot more about Photoshop too because I think you can Photoshop allows you to do so much to which like I think it's cool to have the up the ability to kind of manipulate your photo but at the same time it's not that organic like i do i like the i like shots that just kind of feel like they are more real and they're more they're not like oh this guy just tampered with this aggressively but at the same time people who are real good on photoshop make that make that photo that they've totally manipulated look completely real and you're like you have no idea that they were on photoshop you know 
moving people around, changing the background, editing or taking things out. It's like, I just think Photoshop has, you know, this, the, the sky is the limit on Photoshop. I feel like you can just do whatever you really please to, but it's, it's kind of confusing to at a certain point. And, uh, but I'll learn more and, and I think that's really that part of it. Cause you, anyone, I feel like anyone can take, you understand the camera, you understand light, like anyone could take a cool photo and, and, but what, what, what they do with it after is, is what sets it up. Cause if you have no idea what you're doing on Lightroom, you can make that shot look terrible. And I, and I, and I always scroll down on my Instagram and see my last couple shots and I look at it. And I'm like, you know, in just, in just six or seven months, I look at these shots and I'm like, wow, like, you were terrible, dude. You're awful. And and then it kind of just gets a little bit better and you start to you start to look at other people's editing styles and kind of trying to um like uh blend that into yours and see what they do and 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 I feel like that's it's it's great that way because you do get inspiration from other people, but at the same time you want to be yourself and you want your own you want your own style and you want your own picture, but it's you know you gotta start somewhere. So um yeah it's the editing part of it is something i i struggle with and but i've gotten a lot better at yeah and i bet things things are probably a lot more difficult i'm trying to compare it in my head here to editing a a podcast you mentioned not being so tech savvy man i'm right there in the same boat dude it probably took me forever to learn how to edit stuff on garage band you know so yeah yeah it, it's yep. a big learning curve, dude. I could just imagine with an audio, it's not that bad. You, you clear a couple things up, you know, drop a couple tones, clean up the voice a little bit. But man, with an image, that there's a lot going on there. So, yeah, I think. I mean, what I've like the color grading and and changing your white balance and all this. You know, how much saturation do you add? And you know, what's the how are you going to crop things? And and I just think it's yeah, it's, it's hard, man. It's, it's not, it's not an easy task. And, and, you know, you're like, I want somebody sitting right next to me showing me, Oh yeah, do that, do this. And, but at the same time that, you know, that's not, you don't, you want to be yourself and you want to, you want to at some point be able to inspire others to make, you know, want their stuff to look like yours or sound like yours or, or a podcast that's, you know, really, and I feel like there's a, the podcast game has grown tremendously too. I mean, people are, I feel like, you know, the, I feel like kind of Joe Rogan started that almost like he, he's been around doing his thing for so long. And he's, and we talked about, about that a little bit last, last weekend. Like, I feel like, you know, a lot of people are trying to, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but I feel like a lot of people are just kind of running off of what he's doing. Cause he talks about super cool things and, 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 but it's fun to, to listen to everyone's, you know, their own, you know, their own, um, topics and stuff like that. Like, I think it's, I've constantly listened to new hunting podcasts and I feel like you can learn so much from, you know, just listening. It's like, it's cool. Yeah, man. I see, like I've only been around this podcast since, uh, late last year. And, uh, that dude, everybody I tell that I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm doing a podcast. They're like, Oh, trying to be Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's like dude yeah i wish that's not gonna happen <laughs> at all man come on now joe's been doing podcasts for like 15 years or something yeah. so yeah it's a it's interesting man podcasts especially hunting podcasts um they've kind of they've kind of blown up you know and i've definitely jumped on the train with it and uh it's cool though i like i like listening to different people's opinions um and how the birds are working you know how they're running a decoy spread what they're doing calling right. techniques stuff like that gear reviews all of it um so it's it's yeah. pretty crazy man i think just the hunting world in general has kind of a taken a step and i think it's honestly for the better you see a lot more media outlets when it comes to like a vlog you know youtube hunting videos um companies endorsing hunting podcasts photography whatever it may be i think i think the hunting industry has definitely taken a step forward to being accepted more than what it really is 
Yeah, it feels like there are a lot of people really sharing their their knowledge. Um, and I feel like in, a, in an industry like hunting where, you know, it's a lot of it is individually performing like how you know are you a killer or are you not a killer but people and i i feel like with that like people would be less less motivated to share what they know but i think like you said i think with all those different media outlets like people are willing to do that a lot more and i think that's super cool because all it's doing is making you know everyone else that's involved more knowledgeable and 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 providing that that outdoorsman aspect that can get a bad rap from people but it's like you know hunters hunters are the best conservationists and and they and they serve um you know they serve the habitat really well and 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 there's some people that just that don't really get it that needed a little bit more information and i think that the media is definitely helping with that yeah and i think that was um Funny you touched on this because I'm touching on this with another guy is <clears throat> Senate Bill 252, which was the ban of black bear hunting here in the state of California. Right. There was a big petition signed. Um, I think that was Shadow Trek Adventures put out a big petition to try and recall that bill or try to get it recalled before it hit the floor. And um, man, when I signed that, there were 2,500 people. And then last I looked, I think there was like 27,000 people in the matter of a week, you know, and it's social media worked extremely well for all of us to be able to get the word out there and um, pretty much put it down. You know, they they took it off the floor. They weren't going to move forward with it. So that was a good win there. Yeah, which is huge. We were talking about it on Saturday or whatever. Like, yeah, we were just late. Like, there's no way that's going to be. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna help with that bill. It's gonna get passed, and yeah, and three days later, you're like, whoa, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, and and like you said, a lot of a lot of it, if not all of it, was because of social media. Yeah, dude, I'll never forget that we were sitting there, and I gave Dakota a beer, and I cracked one open myself, and he we started talking about that, and he looked at me, and he goes, "It's gonna pass," and I nodded my head. I'm like, "Yes, it is." You know, what, what was it like? I think it was Monday, right? Yeah. They, they pulled it. And yep. I, was, I was like, oh, crap, all right, like, shit, we're moving in the right direction here, so. Right, yeah, it was a big win, big time win. It's crazy how things like that can just mold, you know, I mean, there were several different platforms, Meat Eater, Born and Raised Outdoors, you know, everybody was getting involved in that, so, and then there was the, uh, what was that, SB 143 in Montana, which was essentially mm-hmm. going to take 60% of over-the-counter tags for non-residents and shift yep. that over to be a guide. You needed a guide service, I think, to hunt that. Yep. Dude. And now there's another one. I think it's SB32 in New Mexico. It's a uh, it's a trapping ban, actually. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's scary in a way because it doesn't stop there. You know, when things like that start to get passed, it's, it's, not, it's not long before other things get passed. And, and then you look, you know. 15 years on the road and no one's even hunting anymore it's like you just you got to keep keep the freedoms and and what we can do is as american citizens alive and to keep you know keeping that keeping it all together yeah and that's why that's a big reason why i think uh wildlife photography could honestly be our our captain you know there's a lot more that goes into I mean, there's a, I think there's a lot more that people get from an image rather than watching, you know, some guy vlog and go out and shoot a bunch of ducks, you know. When you capture a moment out there in the field and you post that up, you know, there's a lot of good things, whether you want to look at the colors of a Drake Mallard, you know, or the iridescence right. of a bull sprig or something like that, or a matrimony flight of sprig, you know, there's a lot to be said. And what is it? I think a, a picture is worth a thousand words or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I think it, because to, to the non hunter, like they think hunting is all about killing and it's, it's not all about killing. It's all about, you know, the memories that you spend, the, the work that goes into it. And, and as well as, you know, and as well as saving our, our rights and, and saving, helping, you know, this helping earth. And, and I think it's, yeah, it's, it can be easy, easier to see that through a, through a, a picture of, 
of somebody or or, or of a duck and not just a, a bad picture and you know seeing 14 ducks on a, on a strap like that's not always portraying the best image yep so well man what uh what do you have lined up in the future dude what are what do you what would be your dream dream hunt and or animal to catch on camera oh man um you know it's really uh, right now i'm just focused on um get some cool shots through late season goose and i think i think you know the big game stuff has been popping into my head a little bit more and um i'll figure out a time to get that stuff done um but you know just kind of i really i really want to just continue to see different states hunt different states um shoot different ducks and i think you know, with that, you just more opportunities come with the people that you shake hands with, and and I think that's really kind of all I'm focused on is just shaking more hands and building more connections and kind of getting my my photography style, to, um, you know, down and and hopefully be able to maybe work for somebody or work for work for, a, work for an outfitter and and. Um, you know, just take pictures for be maybe even a, a media, a, like a, create, a content creator or something like that. So that's really what I have planned and what, what I kind of think about on a day-to-day basis is just how to get there. And, and um, you know, it's a lot of it right now is just being patient and, and you know, dealing with all my extracurricular stuff and, and uh, go from there. But who knows, honestly, I feel like things can change overnight that it's like, you just never know what's next. And, and I'm just at this point, just flowing with flowing with life. Like it's hopefully you just, you know, you, you get the opportunity to go do something new and that builds on it and, and, um, and just ride that wave, I guess. That's all it is, man. Like, uh, it's all about that journey. Yep. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. Well, all right, man. We're about uh, forty-five minutes in. You, you, you were right, dude. You burned through some questions pretty quick there in the beginning. I was like, "Oh shit, he knocked that one off." Okay, another one down. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh shit, man." All right. So, so yeah, man. Let's uh, go ahead and call it. All right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Whatever. I really appreciate you coming on, dude. Thank you for taking the time, man. Like I said, yeah, it's. I think you have a niche here. You've found something you're very passionate about and you're able to capture a moment. I think that a lot of people are going to remember forever. Like Zach has that, that tar belly speckle belly. And it was funny cause I was talking to Zach and I was like, man, I saw you shot that speck, man. Who took that photo? That thing's pretty killer, you know? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to get the thing mounted. It was uh, my buddy cam. And then a week later, I was talking to you at the campfire. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, so you're the one that took the picture. I go, that's a fucking good picture, dude. Yeah, well, thank you. I think, yeah, I've gotten the opportunity the last two weeks or so to hunt more with Zach. And such a cool dude, super knowledgeable. And like, it's, and that's kind of, that's what I've found to enjoy more was just to be able to hunt with different people. Um you know, cause when I'd come in town, I'd hunt with, I'd hunt with Dakota and I'd hunt with a couple of his buddies, Chico and, and, you know, that's always great to have, you know, your, your, your specific hunting buddy, but it's like, you know, it's all about, I think it's all about hunting with different people and seeing what they do and, and learning from them a little bit, taking what they do. You talk to them and, and talk about what you do. And I think that's, that's all what it's about. And, and I sent some pictures over from this weekend to Zach and he was like, Dude, you've you've totally added like a different a component to to hunting with this photography because you know it's it's everyone likes you know everyone likes cool shots of themselves and I would assume like it's you know or just being able to see photos of your dog or you and your dog and 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 um, you know it's been fun to 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 take pictures of of different people and and. You know, and Zach showed like his appreciation to to a certain point. It's like that's why, that's why I enjoy doing it because it's 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 fun. I mean, you capture memories, you capture experiences that 
that when you just hunt without somebody who's taking photos, you just, like I said, it's just a memory. Like it's, you know, in a couple of years down the, down the line, you forget about it or whatever. You don't talk about it. But when you have a picture of something, it's like, man, that's, I'll never forget that moment. And I can always look back on it and, and remember it and stuff. So yeah, it's, I appreciate you having me on. And it's been, it's been, it's been real fun. Photography just makes me think about it. You know, I think about it every day and just how to get better. And um, it's, I feel like it's something that I'll, I'll be doing for the rest of my life. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, you got the talent for it and better keep going with it. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate so. that. Well, all right, man. It was a, it was good talking to you. Like I said, thank you again for coming on and um, yeah, we'll be in touch. Absolutely. All right, man. I'll talk to you. All right. All right take care. All right. Bye. Hope you all enjoyed that one as much as I did. Cam's a super cool dude. Like I said earlier in the podcast, we met around a campfire having a couple beers, drinking, and talking about ducks. And, I mean, he's got the eye. I think he's going to be one hell of a photographer, you know. If you guys go ahead, like I said in the beginning, go and follow him at cam.smith.photo. He's going to be doing some pretty good things in these next couple years. Just watch. Um, anyways, yeah, it's been a minute since I've posted a podcast. I've just been grinding away. Duck season's officially ended here in the state of California. Now it's on to this late goose season, which is just around the corner for me. Um, I've been just busting ass at work. I've also been designing a couple different hats, different logos and stuff. Um, there was a little bit of a, uh, God, I don't know. I ruffled some feathers. So anyways, I got some hats coming out. I got 25 of them coming in. 10 are already gone. 15 are still up for grabs. If you guys are interested in a hat, let me know. Got a bunch of different designs coming. I'm trying to drop them when I drop an episode, and hopefully everybody likes them. If not, uh, well, tough shit. I'll just donate them somewhere else. So, yeah, thank you guys. Like, subscribe. Hope you all enjoy this content. We got some more stuff coming down the pipe. Later. Later.